Hello, it's Friday the 12th of February. I'm John Dennis. Today, a special edition of Guardian Daily looks at Greece's debt and the problems facing the euro. Joining me in the studio are our economics editor, Larry Elliott, and on the phone, the Observer's commentator, William Keegan. In Brussels, European leaders have pledged determined and coordinated action to help Greece. They won't let it fail. I think, I'm afraid, it is, you know, it is lax government. But given that they're where they are, I'm not at all sure that the kind of um, measures being advocated are going to help, the, help, the, uh, help them the deficit. But leaders of wealthier Euro nations like Germany are hoping they won't have to ask their voters to bail Greece out. Germans have made it abundantly clear that they are not prepared to bail out the Greeks and it's up to the Greeks to sort out their own problems. Guardian Daily with John Dennis on guardian.co.uk. It's being seen as a defining moment for the euro. The announcement that Greece would not be allowed to default followed talks between the German Chancellor Angela Merkel and the French President Nicolas Sarkozy. They met at a summit convened by the EU's new council president, Herman Van Rompuy, not to discuss Greece, but averting the crisis in Athens became their immediate priority. Before we hear from our panellists, Larry Elliott and William Keegan, let's hear from our Europe editor, Ian Trainer, who's in Brussels. It's a political uh, statement of solidarity and support for Greece, reserving the right to intervene as a sort of last resort. But there are no detailed pledges here for the markets of, you know, bailouts, money, checkbooks being opened. None at all. In fact, I think behind the scenes, the statement from Herman van Rompuy, the new president of these European summits on unity and, and solidarity, etc. Behind the scenes, there are still quite a lot of arguing going on particularly between France and Germany over how to plot a way out of this crisis for the single currency and who should uh, pay for it. The Germans, as the traditional paymaster of the Union, are deeply reluctant to come to the rescue of a weak currency. It's a very hard sell for Angela Merkel at home. It's a kind of nightmare scenario really for the Germans when they gave up their beloved Deutschmark 10 years ago. Ian Trainer. Let's find out more about the problems facing Germany's Chancellor Angela Merkel as she attempts to sell a deal to save Greece to the German people. Kate Connolly's The Guardian's correspondent in Berlin. Well, I mean, within her own government, it's, it, which is already there are a lot of tensions, um, this is um, going to create a lot, of, a lot of problems that she she's going to have difficulties selling this, particularly to the Liberal FDP party. And the uh, chief whip of the FDP, Karl Ludwig Thieler, has come out and said that um, basically, you know, it's very, very hard, the idea of trying to sell this. We can't really expect the voters to take this on board. And, you know, that the, they've already taken so many already. And Merkel, it's, it's been quoted in, in a lot of the commentary today, you know, when the Lehman Brothers um, collapsed, Merkel said, this isn't a German problem, made it very, very clear. And of course, in the globalized world we live in, um, and Germany being the biggest economy in Europe, it was very clear that it was also a German problem. So she's got to balance um, the, the fact of Germany being the sort of uh, an anchor in Europe with trying to sort of, you know, sell it to her own country that um, you know that, that that Germany has a duty, and also, but also it's for the good of the German economy. Kate Connolly. Well, on the phone we've got William Keegan, the Observer's commentator, and here in the studio Larry Elliott. Larry, what's your understanding of this deal? This deal is uh, the rest of Europe saying we feel your pain, but not enough to put our hands in our pockets to help you. 
Europe is not America. In America, there would be automatic uh, help for a country or a state like Greece. It would come from the system of federal transfers, rich states bail out, essentially bail out poor states. That happens automatically through the US system. 25% of GDP goes on fiscal transfers. Europe has a small, very small budget, has no real mechanism for helping poor countries, really relies upon the willingness of rich countries to put hands in their pockets to help out poor countries. The Germans have made it abundantly clear that they are not prepared to bail out the Greeks, and it's up to the Greeks to sort out their own problems. You can sort of see why that is to an, up to a point. The Greeks are uh, bellyaching about having to put their retirement age up from 61 to 63. Retirement age in Germany is already 68, and they're talking about putting it up to 69. So you can see why the German taxpayer might find that a bit, uh, bit much to stomach. But uh, that is a situation. There's no, there's no new money for Greece. Well, William Keegan, it uh, doesn't sound like much of a deal, does it? It doesn't sound like a deal at all, does it? It also... Um the, it defies all the, you know, what looked like <laughs> intelligent, informed speculation the last few days. So a number of commentators have convinced themselves that uh, Germany was going to have to come to the rescue, and it hasn't. So the next um, port of call, I imagine, um, has to be the International Monetary Fund. Um, I agree with Larry about, you know, the, it does show up the, um, the inherent um, inadequacies of the Eurozone uh, when it comes to a crisis like this. And it was always going to be there uh, sometime that this kind of problem was going to arise. And it doesn't um, suggest uh, much in, uh, in the way of um, European solidarity. On the other hand, as Larry says, um, th th there's obviously some strong feelings about um, the Greeks who, I mean, I think the Germans think that so far from bearing gifts, they've been taking them away. Larry, I mean, the IMF's involvement would be very embarrassing for the Eurozone countries, wouldn't it? Well, the Europeans desperately want to keep this inside the family. They think this is something they should sort out themselves. But either they're going to sort it out or they're not going to sort it out. Sorting it out means you've got to provide some hard cash for the Greeks. If they can't find the hard cash, the only recourse really is the IMF. Because at the moment, the Greeks have three unpalatable choices, um, which are you can devalue, which is impossible inside the Eurozone, which makes you more competitive, makes your exports, makes your exports cheaper. You can, you can do that. Um, or, or you can just default on your on your debts, which again makes life very difficult. You can't get access to the credit markets, or uh, ultimately you can um, you can deflate. I mean, that's which is what the Germans want. So you know, the Germans want the Greeks to do what the Germans did uh, when when they were trying to make themselves more competitive. You can actually cut your costs, cut your wages, make yourselves more productive in that way. All those options are incredibly tough, uh, and uh, some of them look virtually impossible. So. It, Faced with that, the Greeks need some, some money, and they need it fast. And if the Europeans are not going to provide it, it has to be the IMF. And uh, I mean, there's been millions uh, on the streets and taking industrial action against the austerity measures that have already been introduced by uh, the Greek government. I mean, what would what be the, the best, from their point of view, of, of the options you've just mentioned? None of them, <laughs> none of them are spectacularly good. I think the, the problem is that if the Greeks are pushed too hard, and this is the risk that's being run by the Germans and the other members of, of the Eurozone, that they might take the doom, one of the doomsday options. Well, if they defaulted, that would lead to a big crisis across the rest of the weak Eurozone countries. Uh, if they try to devalue, that would also lead to a crisis in the Eurozone countries. So I think that sooner or later, the, the, the other Eurozone countries are going to have to stop being quite so rigid and purist about this and realise that this is quite a significant moment for the Eurozone, and it needs to actually realise that you know, providing some money for the for the Greeks might be the least bad option on the table.
Um, Bill Keegan, um, how has Greece got itself into this mess? Because I mean, it's, it's been in default for uh, much of its history, hasn't it? But what about this particular crisis? Well, it's been, um, although some of the figures um, recently surprised a lot of people, though it was known that uh, there was a problem. Um, I think, I'm afraid, it is, you know, it is lax government. But given that they're where they are, I'm not at all sure that the kind of um, measures being advocated are going to help the, <laughs> help the, uh, help the, the deficit. In my opinion, they can only grow out of um, uh, a budgetary problem like this. And uh, the, the kind of things that are being suggested for them are not... Um, you know, are not consistent with uh, with growth. I mean, if 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 there is a sort of problem about retirement, you know, the retirement age and that ought to be increased. You've got to counterbalance this by injecting some demand into into the economy. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it is. I'm afraid we are. This is the first real uh, occasion on which um, the the whole you know the essence of the eurozone has been questioned. It was meant to be going right back to the days of the European monetary system. It was meant to be Europe um, trying to avoid the kind of currency instability that came after the collapse of Bretton Woods in the 70s and the attitude of the Americans, which was known as benign neglect. Now we end up with, they've certainly got currency stability. They've got too much of it in the sense that they don't have any you know, ability to adjust the exchange rate within Europe. And meanwhile, for all the recent reports about the euro you know, being hit in the markets because of the Greek crisis, the euro has actually been very high for quite a long time, and, and that's affected them badly as well. So you do come up against the original point that uh, Chancellor Cole always knew when he uh, drove the eurozone into existence that um, you need um, uh, it's very difficult to run a monetary zone uh, a monetary union without um, a serious central political commitment and it looks as though as of today we haven't got it but maybe as I think Larry implied maybe um, they may they, they, they'll think again and maybe they'll be they'll be forced into it so it, it could be a, a big historic occasion leading to further political integration in Europe or it could be leading to, sadly for them, to the collapse of the whole thing. Uh, I mean, as our colleague Ian Trainer pointed out earlier this week, um, you know, Europe has been, America's been waiting for Europe to get its act together for a long time. I mean, Larry, do you think um, this could really sort of push Europe into doing what uh, Bill's just uh, spelled out is needed? Well, I think it's tr absolutely true what Bill says, that having this halfway house is very destabilizing for for the euro you, you, you know historically monetary unions without political union or without some fiscal union have collapsed i mean there were some at the end of the 19th century there was a latin monetary union i think there was a scandinavian monetary union and, and both of them collapsed because there was no political union so i think that um, you can do one of two things you can go the whole hog and have a centralised budgetary system as well as as well as uh, a single currency, which means effectively full-scale political union. There's no um, evidence, I think, on the contrary, there, there's quite a lot of evidence uh, pointing the other way that the people of Europe don't really want that. I mean, all the referendum that, when they've been held have suggested that people were actually quite uh, quite wary of greater European integration. So I think there would be a great deal of difficulty in pushing that way. Uh, or, you know, that the system busts apart. I think that one of those two options uh, is sort of much more likely than the euro staggering on in its current um, half-dead form. I, mean, I think that's, that, that's, that's the problem. It's, it's, it's a sort of zombie-like existence where you have these recurrent crises, but you can't do anything about them. So I think that, that that is a very, very unstable situation, and there has to be some resolution of that basic problem. And, and in the light of this crisis, do you think that uh, Gordon Brown was right to keep Britain out of the euro? I think it was the best decision he ever made.
<laughs> Bill, would you agree with that? Yes, yes. I think his best decisions have been on the negative side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he may have uh, made that decision, of course, um, uh, not because of any um, sort of profound scepticism about the system, but, but because um, he didn't want to, Tony Blair to be the one uh, signing. I think, the, that, I think that's, to be honest, John, I think, I think that's unfair. I think he, yeah. did, I think he did look at the economics yeah. of it yeah. quite carefully, uh, he and Ed Balls, and they decided that inside the Eurozone, Britain might actually face the... Um, circumstances that a country like Ireland has faced. I mean, we had a very big boom bust in our housing market, but it would have been massively worse had we been inside the Eurozone. We'd have had much lower levels of interest rates during the boom, which would have pushed up prices even higher. And we'd have had to, we'd have had exactly the same sort of problems with, the, with, our, with our budget as the Irish are having, um, w- without any ability to actually set our own monetary policy, I mean, which is what the Irish and the Greeks are having. So I think that uh, they did actually um, make the decision that Britain was a particular sort of economy and that it wouldn't suit well the, the straitjacket of Eurozone membership. And I think that was absolutely the right decision to make. Um, I, I agree with I agree with that entirely, um, but also don't forget that Gordon Brown was seared by the experience. Although Norman Lamont and John Major got all the flack when we fell out of the ERM in, 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 on Black Wednesday, Gordon Brown had been up to his neck supporting the exchange rate mechanism, as indeed had John Smith, and that was um, uh, they got off lightly, but it did um, it did teach them a lesson about um, uh, you know losing flexibility. Another point I would make, first of what, uh, what Larry was just saying, is that um, the, I think Larry is, is right about the, um, the, the difficulties. of the, the logic is further political union, and that was the idea uh, originally of uh, the founders, you know, Jean Monnet and Schumann and so on, and indeed of Cole. But all the evidence recently is that um, things are going the other way and uh, they're, they're becoming more nationalistic, the individual European countries. And, and uh, even Jean Monnet at the end of his life, was um, the great man himself, was uh, not so keen on total political union. So it's um, a, lot, there's a lot of stuff up for grabs here. So, um, you know, we're well out of the euro, but Britain's still um, not entirely out of the woods, are we? Because we, some of British pension and insurance funds are um, exposed to some of the debt that, uh, of, of Greece and Spain and Portugal. Yes, I mean, I I mean, this is not a, you know, this is not really an occasion for showing any great sort of schadenfreude. I mean, I think that, you know everybody's uh, involved in, in in Greece, and if the crisis were to spread to Spain and Portugal and Italy, which I think is would be quite likely if the Greek situation worsened considerably. I think that obviously there would there, there's a there's a fair degree of, of UK exposure. We are a, 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 a global trading nation. We have we have lots of interests in, in 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 lots of European countries. So it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a, an occasion for us to sit back and uh, and enjoy the discomfort the Greeks are showing. Far from it. No, it's in our interest that this is resolved and that the eurozone resumes. You know, has rather better growth. It is, after all, our major export market. William Keegan, Larry Elliott, many thanks for joining us. 